Evening, everybody. Welcome to a great evening. Kevin, this all seems like a lot to celebrate being the second best athlete in your family <laughs> and the seventh best player on your team. Everybody knows Karen's the best athlete in the Lowe family. Karen would always tell me what a great husband, father, and friend Kevin was. She just said it wasn't necessarily in that order. <laughs> it is an honor and a pleasure to be asked to lend some support to a guy who is always there for us as a friend and a teammate. It really is one of the highlights of my career. Of course, you all know there hasn't been a lot of highlights to that career, but this is one of them. How can I purge a lifetime of material in six minutes? I wanted to speak a little about Kevin the player and just how tough and competitive he was. As Hockey Hall of Famer Jacques Lemaire said to me one day, Craig, you have to remember one thing in the game of hockey. There are two nets and they are both equally important. With this collection of offensively gifted players, Gretz, Mess, Koff, Andy, and Yari, the one that was pretty well looked after. Kevin realized his greatest contribution was going to be in the less glamorous end. His contribution lay within the intangible skills that all coaches and organizations recognize as vital to team success. Kevin and Fierzy took care of one net so everybody else could focus on the other net, with the exception of the playoffs, of course. We're all thrilled that the Hockey Hall of Fame recognized Kevin's contribution to the team and the great Oiler dynasty and inducted him in the Hockey Hall of Fame last year. It was a great tribute. <laughs> Kevin was tough, and in 1980s, toughness mattered. The Battle of Alberta challenged players on both sides to push the boundaries of courage and toughness. Kevin was a leader in elevating our team toughness. Kevin had 498 penalty minutes. Surprisingly to me, more than our dear friend and teammate, the great Dave Semenko. Now, nobody is going to mistake a Kevin Lowe fight for a Dave Semenko fight. But Kevin did step up whenever needed. And when I look back and think about fighting in the 80s, I think Kevin's greatest contribution was not in his willingness to fight, but his ability to convince Mark to do it. <laughs> because he could. Not to add pressure to the Oilers' current management, Kenny, Keith, and Billy, but in 2005-2006 season, Kevin Lowe and Scott Hausen added Chris Pronger, Mike Pekka, Dwayne Rolison, Yaroslav Spacek, and Sergei Samsonov. Moves that even Slats was jealous of. 
Kevin's competitiveness as a player was legendary, and it spilled over to his career as a manager. After road losses, Charlie, Billy, and I would routinely discuss areas where we could improve the team, and then we would itemize the damage Kevin had done in the visiting press box. <laughs> Pulling down drapes, pulverizing phones, and his favorite target of all, drywall. The man hated drywall. <laughs> Lammer, Bucky, and I privately called him Katrina. He would come in quietly, do a brunch of property damage, and then leave. As a proud member of the sometimes maligned Old Boys Club, I was thinking what message could I relay to our evolving young boys to pay respect and honor Kevin's legacy as an Oiler teammate. I came up with a simple one. As time goes by, the people next to you on the bench, yes, even the coaches, Tip, Jimmy, Gully, are your greatest resource and sort of support and source of support in good times and bad. As we got older and as the current players get older, the less it matters how good a player you were and the more it matters how good of character and teammate you were. That very important quality is what Kevin Lowe has, and that is the bond that the soon-to-be next Oiler Championship will be built on. I speak for Oiler fans now, because I am one, and an alumni, when I say how proud we all are of the team you guys are becoming, our current team. Fantastic to watch. As Mark put so eloquently to his letter to the Hockey Hall of Fame, nobody can articulate these things better than Mark. The biggest asset the Edmonton Oilers dynasty had was complete and utter respect for each other and the willingness to sacrifice to do whatever it took to win. No one who wore that jersey from 1979 to the day he retired exemplified that spirit more than our Kevin Lowe. <laughs> August 19, 1979 was a very lucky day for the Edmonton Oilers and the city of Edmonton as Clifford and Jesse's boy was drafted by Barry Frazier, Glenn Sather, and the Edmonton Oilers. Please join me once again in congratulating Kevin and knowing he's one in a million. Thank you. Craig McTavish speaking here, the Kevin Lowe Jersey Retirement Ceremony, Bob. Wow. Well, that, I mean, was, that was great. The, the line of the night seems like...
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.